0: Interviewed from the modern man approach of uh, clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk and enjoy. In this episode that focuses on Ayurveda, I want to stay on the theme of last week where I spoke about trauma and I want to stay on it focusing from the Ayurvedic perspective therefore but on how that manifests in our actions. Our actions that actually become what we call as well compensatory strategies. I've wanted to address this for two reasons. Number one is probably just very personally, it's exactly what got me into feeling extremely unbalanced or out of balance without understanding what I was doing wrong, thinking that I was doing all the right things. And number two is because I've got the very interesting question um, from one of the participants in my eight-week program, Back to Balance, that we call Nourish, Balance, Thrive. The eight weeks to work together both on the Ayurvedic perspective and the psychological perspective to find balance in life, finding the right routine and basically being able to come into your full potential in a way that you can sustain for the rest of your life. And her question was, how do I know if what I'm doing sometimes is balancing my doshas or using a compensatory strategy? And I thought that was a perfect question because looking at it from the outside it probably can seem to be almost doing the same things whereas in reality you're doing the exact opposite thing. So to make sure that you are following my lead here let's begin with just talking about what compensatory strategies are. Simply put When I'm in a certain state, I use external things to compensate that state so that I can still go on. Naturally, this means the caffeine that I take in because I'm too tired, the cake, sweets, biscuits, whatever... I take as a pick-me-up even the paint color I take actually for the headache. Just to mention a few very normal, common, obvious strategies that we use in order to compensate something. Balancing a dosha means reading into the qualities of that dosha by noticing what our symptoms are and then balancing them out with the opposite quality in order to bring ourselves back to homeostasis, to balance, to health. In order to explain why trauma has anything to do with all of this, let's begin with just painting the picture of myself. For many years, I would be a runner. I still am a runner. I just address running in a slightly different manner these days. In any case, I had discovered the joyful effect of having coffee before going for a run. When I started running, I did not do this. I didn't drink coffee. I didn't enjoy coffee, actually. Because I was living in France, and the way they drink coffee in France, mainly, is um, not very suitable for my stomach. It's basically the espressos, and quite bitter taste. They're very, um, they're very strong. Now, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily very strong, actually, in caffeine. They're very strong in the concentration of the coffee taste, So it's it's a very, very, very black coffee, and... It would just turn my stomach and give me headache basically instantly. And I didn't enjoy any of the benefits that coffee would bring. So I would start my running days absolutely without coffee. And I would even start, I think it was back in those days before I at least had any kind of iPhone or, you know, the... huh, don't remember the name of that right now. The little pods that we would... Yeah, the iPod, of course. I didn't have any of that. So, I would go running without music as well. Now, later on, when I got myself a, an iPod shuffle, actually, we think, oh, geez, you would think I was doing a commercial for Apple here, but I'm not. I've got no part whatsoever with them. Um, I would have an, a shuffle, which uh, helped me then to be able to run with music. Now, that was already a huge step forward for me. I enjoyed it very much, as you can imagine as well, maybe. The triggering, the beat that the music gives when you go for a run, which is very common for a lot of people. And then I started drinking coffee, those horrible um, Nespressos, Nespressos, um, which would give me, I guess, a little bit of a kick, maybe. It was more when I really discovered the big, more American-like kind of coffees that I only discovered when I moved to Bali because of the um, Australians bringing in their coffee culture um, that that I enjoyed very much. And I would drink much more coffee than I ever would before. And I would even put sugar in it, which I absolutely don't do anymore. And I don't drink uh, much coffee anymore either. But I would get into the mood of drinking coffee before, a big, big cup of coffee before I went for a run, sometimes more, and then run with music. And the reason that this is a compensatory strategy, or that they both are, is because I needed that in order to feel in the mood, really, of going for that really long run, because I would run far and fast, and I would enjoy it, and I would do it every day. And I didn't understand even people who said, oh, I wouldn't be able to run every day. That would be too much. See, I was putting myself in a state where I was capable of doing things that my body was already telling me was too much. So I was not in a state where I could do it and I would take in things from the outside to make myself do it. So it's not allowing for your organism to refuel on energy, it is giving you something to make you believe, to fool your organism, that you're in a certain state. This is what the strategy is. And this is how it's different from balancing your doshas. What that did to me, and what a lot of these ways we have due to us and it doesn't have to be in my same situation your situation might be another strategy and it might be doing something else but what it does is that it's playing around with our cortisol levels the stress hormone the long-term stress hormone so that it spikes at the wrong time of the day And then crashes also at the wrong time of the day. This is the reason that big coffee drinkers might experience the early afternoon crash where they feel tired and they need something to pick themselves up. And if they would ever really dare (laughs) to not have coffee, to stop coffee for just a few days, they will of course notice the severage, all the symptoms of that, but After a couple of days what they will notice is that they will not crash that way in the afternoon. Habitually, your stress hormones begin to rise in the early morning just after the pita time of the night, which means after 2 a.m. But it begins to rise very, very slowly, just enough so that you then wake up, you have enough of it to be alert when you wake up sometime, ideally before sunrise. And then it comes to its highest level while you're in the mid-morning, let's say. And it stays high and then begins to slowly, slowly decrease again late afternoon so that it should be at its lowest point somewhere maybe around 8 p.m. or so. Now, if you have triggered with coffee, you're triggering your adrenaline. You do that because actually, first of all, your cortisol isn't where it should be at the wake-up time. So that means that you're not really that alert, that awake. Triggering the adrenaline, fight or flight, cortisol increases even more. And basically, the rhythm that it has when it's natural in you goes a little bit out of whack. And then you will notice the issues with the afternoon crashing, feeling tired, the second wind after 10 p.m. when you don't go to bed, the waking up in the middle of the night, the light sleep, I want to take the opportunity to mention my online program for you. It's a program dedicated to healing all kinds of typical illnesses that we find in modern days from chronic fatigue, anxiety, digestive issues, weight gain, weight loss, insomnia and everything in between. Now I've put this together in a way that we assure success through three individual consultations with me, eight group sessions with a whole group, and educational material for you to digest whenever you can and want to. We work on healing whatever you want to heal, take care of whatever needs seem to be unmet in your organism, or even without trying to heal something specific, finding the perfect routine that works for you. If you are seeking to find more balance in your life, if you keep yo-yoing in how you're feeling physically, mentally, or emotionally, and never being able to really see how that stabilizes, then this program is for you. Get in touch with me, either through my website, yogisha.com, or send me directly an email, charlotte at yogisha.com, and we'll jump on a call to talk about it more. Thank you for listening. Back to the episode. I then had to, when I decided to stop coffee and try to help my sleep to come become better again, decided to try my routine without my compensatory strategies. And I would go out for a run without any music and without having had coffee first and what was very interesting was that somewhere underneath was this anxiety about maybe not pulling through maybe not managing to do it and then when i did i was very satisfied almost as if i had achieved some kind of goal that I wasn't certain that I would be able to achieve. Now this is crucial in how I then link this to trauma. So just bear that in mind. And notice yourself some of these things that we do that are actually habits that we've formed, that we do almost without even thinking about it. And that brings us... Not necessarily great results, actually, in the end, because it might, you know, then make us nauseous or you're not sleeping or whatever it might be. But yet, we keep on doing them. Notice that, first of all, for yourself, and how much there is an anxiety behind the idea of not doing them if you wouldn't do that behavior before i even go into the next part of that which is then therefore how i link this all to trauma let's come back to the idea of balancing our doshas if i'm experiencing imbalance symptoms let's say of tiredness and headaches vata dosha being out of balance I'm feeling difficulties to focus, I'm feeling sluggish, tired more, I would say, in the afternoon. Difficulties to just continue working. Might even feel a bit of a headache, there might be a post-lunch tiredness and bloating even. What this means is that my Vata is out of balance. And if I know that Vata's characteristics or qualities are to be light and dry and cold, then I know that, and it's moving as well, it's very mobile, then I know that balancing that out would be to warm up, to slow down, to moisturize, and to anchor, to ground, to be still. So for instance, if I notice these symptoms in the afternoon and I have a nice warming tea, followed by a short nap, maybe. What I'm doing is that I am responding to the imbalances by bringing in the opposite quality to balance that out. So in both scenarios, I'm noticing something that I'm not normal, that's not the habitual, And I'm adapting in order to allow for my body to have that energy, except that in one, I'm actually resourcing my energy and in the other, I am fooling my body. I'm treating the symptom. This is the case of I take a painkiller for my headache instead of trying to understand why I have a headache and then maybe drinking more water, for instance, and having more rests. One way of looking at it that I feel is very clear, clear, is if you're already on the ground because I've beaten you up, balancing out would be handing you my hand to help you up, to stand up again. Whereas the compensatory strategy would be to keep hitting you while you're on the ground, thinking that if I keep hitting you, you'll be triggered to get up so that the hitting stops and to fight back. One is depleting even more, aggravating the state, and one is nourishing. Here you have then the difference between a compensatory strategy and balancing your doshas. So coming back to the idea then of why has this any connection to trauma? If you notice what you do, In these strategies and how attached you are to doing it, you will see that there is an underlying fear, anxiety of what would happen if you don't, that you wouldn't be able to do it. This is why many people who have symptoms of um, issues with the coffee, that too much coffee are scared of actually detoxing from coffee because they don't even know how will they make through the day if they don't have coffee. What that really means, well, first of all, it means that you're addicted, actually, because an addiction is a behavior that you keep on doing even though you're noticing that it has um, detrimental effects on you and you still do it. But more than that, it means that you... Do not believe that you're capable. And why on earth would you think that you are not capable without this coming the trauma? If you listened to the episode last week, you heard me talking about that we all basically have experienced trauma in childhood as soon as we realized that the way we are authentically is not really accepted, that we have to tweak ourselves a little bit in order to be loved, in order to belong to the group and therefore in order to survive. So we disconnected ourselves from the parts that seemingly weren't accepted and then focused on The parts that seem to be promoted in the rules of society that we grew up in. What that did was that it changed us afterwards. That's what trauma does. Something that happens that changes you. So there's a blockage, there's a hurt, there's a pain, and then we go around it to continue flowing. So there's the natural flow of our energy that is blocked and we make our way around it. And this is why I keep saying that it's like that tree that is growing straight and then needs to kind of bend in order to continue. That's what we do. And so we've all had that in different forms, shapes, but all kind of coming down to this making our place in this structure that we call society, socialization, which naturally meant we needed to leave a part of ourselves behind, changed us for forever. Meaning, the way I am when I'm just myself is not okay, is not accepted. Basically, If I show myself 100% the way I am authentically, I take a huge risk in not surviving. This is also what we've come to call the feeling of shame and being vulnerable. And that feeling of shame comes along with this thought process that is always lingering in the back of everyone's mind. That maybe I'm not lovable. Maybe I'm bad. Not being enough, good enough, this or that enough. If I'm just myself. Circling back to this idea that if I don't do my compensatory strategy, maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I won't be loved. If I don't go running every single day for six or seven kilometers, maybe I won't be looking the way, seeming the way that I need to be in order to be loved, appreciated by others. This is really hard when it comes to a lot of the compensatory strategies that are in fashion, that are the healthy ones, let's say. Because everyone around can see, wow, this person is so healthy, so dedicated to their health, or so dedicated to their work, or so... Um, in with the new things and progression and all of that, being the best version of myself, all of that. Really? What it is? Compensatory strategies. Coming on because there's a deep-lying anxiety that if they only saw me the way I am without all of this, they wouldn't love me, I wouldn't belong. So when you begin the Ayurvedic lifestyle and that you begin to peel off the layers of the things that you kind of need to let go of. There's huge resistance, huge because of shame, because of the deep down wound inside of us all that we've come to call traumatic wounding. That is the reason that most people find it so hard to let go of these attachments we have to, whether it's coffee, sugar, all these things, much more than an actual physiological addiction to the substance in itself. This is why taking on the yogic path and the Ayurvedic lifestyle is difficult to do, that you encounter a lot of resistance in yourself, and that has such healing effects This is why doing it creates wholeness inside of you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember, that there's a human being on the other side of your phone of your ear pods of this microphone and i would love to hear your thoughts on what i've been talking about so please leave a comment send me a message directly if you wish this is charlotte this is me see you next time namaste (music)